Hello, we are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it'd be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Ian, and I'm joined by... Karina. And Matt. And this is... Hollywood Rolls. I'm here because we need your help. There is a great evil that has taken root in my world and has begun spreading its chaos throughout the mini-verses. I have spent years searching for one who might be able to match this great evil with an even greater good and bring back balance. All those years of searching have brought me here to this universe. To you. Toss a couple googly eyes on a bagel dog with everything, because this week we're going to attempt to build Evelyn Wong from everything, everywhere, all at once. Why do you, why do you say attempt? Oh my god! I I think we're <laughs> so going to need to. What, what could he possibly be referring to that she does that we couldn't replicate in the D and D universe? This is very D and D, right? <laughs> now listen, I have played in a lot of games <laughs> where you know by third level or fifth level the DM's cool with you being like, you know what? I've just I've changed my mind. I've decided I have a new class, a new subclass, a new race, a new background. I'm just basically a different character. I have the same name, though, and we're just going to pretend that somehow I've got the exact same relationship with everybody. But, but not mid-combat? Not mid-combat and never at 20th <laughs> level, though. That, that's, a, that's a different discussion. And and certainly it's never been, you know, I'm a level one character and we're, we're explaining the, you know, the, the tense relationship with my family and my my failed business and all of those those sorts of things. And then all of a sudden now I'm a level 20th monk who's just going going to town on people yeah i've learned how to tap into the matrix and i know kung fu now yeah <laughs> this mean, movie had everything everything <laughs> romance all at once it out. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, really the title lived up to its title it did it, it was a great movie that was so I much fun it. i was like crying and laughing and slapping my knees oh man yeah, I, we were laughing I mean, thoroughly throughout the entire watching of the movie. I was just and... grabbing my feet like, <laughs> I can't believe what I'm seeing. I, uh, it makes me really you know, want to go to a theater to see it. I wish I, I wish I felt comfortable enough to go into a theater to be able to see this on a big screen with mm-hmm. big audience. Like all the guffaws. It would have been so, the catharsis would have been so good. I mean, it was really great watching with this with my mom at first, but she, she really lost the thread at a certain point. Oh, no. and, and then we got the pixelated bl- butt plugging at that point. <laughs> oh, no. I was, I, was oh, just, no. I was tapping out. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I, I think my mom would have laughed harder, honestly. <laughs> yeah, probably. But my mom brought me to see Rocky Horror when I was 17, and then she's like, don't tell your father. I'm like, cool, cool. <laughs> now, before we get too far away from discussing how Attempt to build is a, is a, is a big order for this. I, I do want to say I had considered a, a possible game mechanic for running this as a solo D&D game uh, for someone who really loves making characters. So the, the, the play here is make 117 characters, one for every possible subclass that has been published thus far. I was going to ask, where did you get 117 from? But yeah, you've answered. OK, actually 118, because you oh. need one level one character that has basic, I mean, possibly level zero character that has no fundamental classes. Wait, I don't think I'm, I'm tracking. I'm sorry. One player makes one player makes 117 all 20th level, all maxed out subclass characters. And then oh, we had a new now. mechanic. Okay. Bonus action, verse jump. D20 check with a DC that relies on the fictional positioning that you establish of, you know, picking somebody else's nose and then eating it. But yeah, um, you got to do something wacky. You got to do something yeah, wacky. Something and the wacky. DM decides the level of the wackiness. Yeah, the DM has to decide. Is that wacky enough? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
And uh, on a success, they switch to the desired character. And on a failure, you just grab from the stack of 117 characters and hand them whatever Ooh, it is. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's uh, fun. I was thinking something similar, but a much less effort way to do this, <laughs> where you made like five characters and during combat, you could roll a die and that randomly chose which one you now get to have of that stat block. For sure. You don't have to go <laughs> whole hog, but I mean, come on. Wow. That's amazing. You guys, yeah, I don't have the brain power <laughs> capacity at the moment. This, that's, I love this. I love this so much. It could be a very fun game. Yeah. Well, back to the movie. I, I like. I, I loved a lot of aspects of the movie. I, I was listening to a an interview about the music and how they chose that. Oh, um, I barely even paid attention to the music. I, you know, I appreciated it, but I didn't really like. Yeah. Particularly note it. They approached an artist called Son Lux, who's uh, led by Ryan Lott, and has done a bunch of uh, music composing for various things, mostly actually his wife's dancing, but mm, cool. has done has a background in composing. The way that they constructed the movie was very much how Son Lux pr uh, approaches their music, and so that's the, why they thought the, it was the, a, a good the, fit. The Daniels did? The Daniels, yes. Uh, so the way that they thought about it and the metaphor they were explaining it with is that like, if you were to build a house, you'd like figure out the foundation and build structure and then add walls. And sure, then eventually up, right? you've got a, a house and you add furniture to it. The way that both of them approach their new projects is like they're driving down the road and they see an abandoned chair on the side of the road. That's like leather with spikes. <laughs> and like, I need to build a project that, that makes sense it. with that in its universe. Like we that's are going to awesome. build a house that where that chair we'll build makes it around sense. it. Yeah. We're going to break all the rules. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> it sounds exactly right. <laughs> so as a sort of musical side note, uh, when Alpha Wayman says to uh, Evelyn, um, your clothes never wear as well the next day and your hair never falls in quite the same way, there's a Nine Days song, Absolutely Story of a Girl, with those exact lyrics. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Um, and Lots it turns out... to genres, yeah. There's more to the relationship between the movie and the song. Mm. Uh, but on top of that, uh, the uh, BDSM uh, uh, dominatrix scene with the district manager, mm. that song's also playing during that. <laughs> also, that's one of the Daniels that comes out of there. Yeah, it is also one of the Daniels. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, Daniel Shiner did a lot of parts, actually. He was all of the apes except for the normal handed one. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. There were so many similarities with and direct references to like Monty Python and the meaning of life where you've mm -hmm. got like the, the, the various parts uh, of, of the movie named out and with the, with the cards. In, I also think like when they like in like the, you see your own birth and it's like, I'm sorry, it's a girl. It almost felt like a bit like a <laughs> machine that goes bing. <laughs> <laughs> the matrix is in there. We kind of got like mm -hmm. good place vibes in terms of all of this sort of moralizing with the rocks among other things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't not mention Terry Gilliam's uh, Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which I feel like of all the things is the most directly similar to this in some senses. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. And then, you know, just like broadly Douglas Adams vibes. Very Potter Petunias. Uh, well, the and also when um, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, named originally um, Jenny Big Slate's nose. character, oh, Big yeah. Nose, comes in. Her ticket is 42, which, it as is. we know, is the answer to life, universe and everything. She's referred to as Big Nose throughout the movie. And originally, when it was in theaters, was slated as Big Nose. Uh, people thought that might be insensitive toward uh, the like Jewish dog owner or something. No, the, the way people. they changed so, it to. So they changed it to Dog Mom. And yeah. now her, her slate is Dog Mom. But in the movie, they still say, give it to Big Nose. Big Nose. Mm -hmm. They still refer to her as Big Nose. But no. Yeah. 
can't have everything, but uh, she's hilarious. And I was like, wait, I don't recognize her. She's like, wait, it's her. When she's swinging that dog around on that retractable leash, it's hilarious because that's also how she's a bad dog owner. You shouldn't have a retractable leash. Retractable or leash. kick your dog across the room. You know, they're, they're not attack weapons. Well, I think that was like in the whole <laughs> universe, right? But yeah, in the real universe, she had the retractable leash, which is also terrible. Don't have one of those. <laughs> While we're talking about actors that we uh, recognize from the movie or like to see in the movie, I want to mention that in an alternate universe, which I feel like is worth mentioning given the movie, movie context uh daniel radcliffe aquafina or jackie chan could have ended up in this movie yeah jackie chan is the lead uh aquafina is the daughter mm -hmm. uh daniel radcliffe i i think there was it was really is just a timing thing like he yeah. was going to just be a character in the yeah movie. it was a timing conflict because he had been in their previous movie as the farting corpse i hadn't seen i have not seen it but yes. i haven't either no <laughs> I, neither i've heard good I things about it. it i know not, now now yeah, i'm watching now I this it. i will immediately go watch that like, and give it a chance absolutely like wait this is what this might be yes please yeah jamie lee curtis to me was like wait i didn't know jamie lee curtis was in this movie and i was like wait that's jamie lee curtis heavily makeup you know like got got like oh, yeah. you know really good like bodysuit situation which was highly accurate and a lot of those were her decisions too which i loved so much like she wanted like the bangles she wanted the brace on the arm and a watch over the brace on the arm <laughs> and then a brace on the same um foot, foot. yes she was playing the which piano. Is for continuity <laughs> like, mwah, mwah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so good she did so great it's so great it, yeah and does like exactly what you want her to do as like the irs white lady she pronounces the name wang every time and nobody corrects her she's like mrs wang keeps calling them wang for the entire movie that's not their name did they ever say in the movie her full name no and i was looking for that because her full name <laughs> is as far as i can see it's deirdre Bobeardry. Yeah. And I just keep wanting to go. Deirdre, Bobeardry, Banana, Fena, Fabeardry. Yes, exactly. Bobeardry. Deirdre. We need her in the Coco Vanna, like, uh, dancing scene. I mean, you, sure. know, you know, in another universe, they're lovers. So maybe at some point she's like, Bobeardry. <laughs> so well, while we're talking about names, Jobu, uh, Jobu Tupaki. Yeah. Uh, now you're just saying <laughs> you're just saying sounds. sounds. <laughs> a fantastic villain. B, we've got the like near the end of the movie, her hair across her own forehead is spelling out her name yeah. in script. Well, so it, good. It was the bagel before that, too, oh, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got bagel hair, now we've got her own name. But having just this month come off of critical role calamity. I, I want to say this whole movie, but especially Jobu Tupaki, has big Brennan Lee Mulligan energy. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we have like the random factor and we've got like this ridiculous King Prilbus, House of Frangus sort of <laughs> villain going on. It's, oh, it's so good. It was it was the family you had all along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can't picture anyone else managing to take as seriously as necessary for the gravitas of this this movie. I think if this movie was going to be a D&D campaign, it would absolutely be DM'd by Brendan Lee Mulligan. Yeah. I cannot say otherwise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With all 117 characters or 118. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. All we got it. Yeah, we just got to we just got to stack it with like Lou Wilson, <laughs> Abria in there. They're going to have like a stack of characters. They're going to use more than one ream of paper in order to make this happen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Just use your D&D Beyond. Save the trees. It's true. I just, and I just want Laura Bailey to be able to just show up and interject like some random new thing in the universe. Yeah. That's how we end up with butt plugs. That's, that's that seems right. Yeah. No, no, no. There was there was rubber dicks. Come on. Well, that, yeah. That, oh, that, that too. Was, that yeah, that as well. I mean, yeah. both things. <laughs> yeah, I think if anything, yeah, the Laura Bailey character would be the IRS hierarchy going, 
yes, here's your award for being so great at your job. It's definitely a butt plug, but you can be very proud of it until <laughs> it definitely ends up in somebody's rectum. Here you go. <laughs> I, especially, I, I, I'm very mad at myself. When I was watching this movie, I was also very tired. I'm sorry, but didn't even realize until I was trying to research for this podcast that Ki Kwan, that, that was short round and it was... The, when he's kidding, I'm like, what? Yeah, data. I didn't even. I was like, this guy is so amazing. He's so great. What is this? And I, what has I he knew, been doing? Oh, he has. Oh, <laughs> but I, I didn't even like clock it. I, I also knew like in the zeitgeist that this actor was coming back, and I was like, great. I'll look forward to that movie. I didn't realize I was watching that movie. <laughs> Wayman's so fantastic. Wayman is so great, and the way he, that great. he plays it is insane. So I read one thing that talked about the body language. So he had a body language coach for this role, and his body language coach told him that regular Waymond is a squirrel, Alpha Waymond is an eagle, and CEO Waymond is a fox. And that informed his play for the character as he was trying to transition between his different selves. I may need to rewatch the movie now. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's amazing. You said you didn't do a rewatch, so now <laughs> now's your opportunity. The, I, Which is so I, great. Like, regular Wayman seems more like what we're used to him being like, you know, it's more like the, you know, what we expect from like Dr. Jones and, and Data. And then he just like, but he does do that like switch. He takes off his glasses, like, blah, 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 let's go. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's just like, eagle, poo. And the CEO, like the very suave, like it happened one night sort of guy. He's just a fox. Like, you're just like, oh, what if I didn't go? I should have gone with him. He's so dreamy. So something I didn't learn until after the fact was that all of the VFX for this film was done by nine people, including two people who are usually directors, with the majority of the shots being done by just five of those nine people. And none of them have gone to school for VFX. And most of them are more or less just people who learned VFX for other reasons. And mostly did it during the pandemic, kind yeah. of like just self-taught, like, wow. <laughs> well, they, and they did a lot of it practical, as you were yeah. mentioning. Yeah. So, yeah, the practicality of it is really amazing, you know, especially like coming from you haven't listened to our Jurassic Park podcast, I'll direct you to that because that's a beautiful meshing of the CG versus practical effects. And it really comes across on the screen when you do like a bit of both because, man, I know see, we, we love CG. It's so great. But, you know, our eyes can kind of, it's the uncanny valley. It looks a little weird. And the weird one for me was definitely Rakukuni. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now, I know that Ian wants to talk about the origin of this. I don't know the origin of it. I just want to talk about the practicality of Rakukuni. It's an actual taxidermied raccoon that they didn't like kind of hollow out and I guess put in like animatronics. And they were <laughs> the person. I'm so sorry. I don't have the name up here was instructed to make it look shitty. So don't judge them on the fact that it looks shitty. They had to do that. <laughs> we like, so yep, good. Yep. So, so good. Doesn't look great. I'm not going to blend this fur and I'm not going to paint it properly. <laughs> it's supposed to look shitty and look like that. And Randy Newman really voiced. I know, I'm credited, but yeah. What? I was like, wait, they're really going that far? This can't, this has to be fake. This has to be just somebody doing a really good impression of Randy Newman. Nope. What? What? My mind blew out of the back of my head. I couldn't even understand. So, Ian, I think you have an actual good story about how Rocco Cooney. Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. Uh, So it's inspired by the producer, Jonathan Wang's father, who apparently um, is kind of like my dad or well, really both of my (laughs) parents that always say the wrong name for things. I think it's Uh, just like a big boomer energy, maybe. Yeah, very much so. (laughs) And he so he would just like he they would make a running joke out of like, what did dad call that movie again? And (laughs) this this was born out of that as as the idea. But the, the one that was his favorite that his dad would say is he really liked the movie Outside Good People Shooting, which was supposed to be Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Outside 
said good people shooting? Yes. Wow. That's actually Fantastic. worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was like when your dad calls Chipotle Chipotle. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's much worse, but it's pretty funny. It's <laughs> amazing. So they, they, were, they were trying to go for it. It was like, yeah, old... Older people just Old people call movies wrong. They just don't understand, right? Like, yeah, what, what is it with your rock and roll? Yeah. <laughs> your Chipotle over there. So, Karina, in our transition, our, our delightful transition just now, mm. uh, you'd mentioned a, a recent podcast, uh, Jurassic Park, that we yes. did. I wanted to bring in, it's a little bit further back, but in Kanto, uh, we've got the same sort of uh, international trauma and immigrant family uh, story yes, going on here. Yes, that's true, yeah. And, and of course, by the end of it, it's all, it's all in uh, at least better mm. shape. Yeah, nothing is ever like fixed, right? It's more yeah. like maybe we can be on the road to healing. Maybe maybe there's a path. Whereas before, it's more like the elders have their say and you don't have a say. So in the 80s, you know, when it was just Temple of Doom, there was a bigger, you know, <laughs> Goonies, <laughs> Temple of Doom. You know, yes, I, I, I like it. It's great to not have to have like a big evil person that is maybe racially insensitive. But also like, do I need to deal with my trauma on yes. the big screen too? Yes, uh, only trauma. Can I have an escape? Nope, just... Just everything. Welcome all to 2022. Trauma. It's just a Bo Burnham special. That's all you get. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll bring it back to silly. Uh, <laughs> please do. All right. Yeah, please, please. So in a previous draft of the movie, uh, Joe Tupaki <laughs> name had a backstory Ooh. in an even sillier universe where um, <gasps> it was a spaghetti based universe. <laughs> what? We almost had spaghetti monster God yep. in this movie. Everyone was a piece of spaghetti <gasps> boiling in a pot. Okay. And a hand yeah. comes and scoops one out every so often, throw, calling it throwing day. And it's a ritual where when you're chosen, you get thrown against the wall. And if you stick, you progress to adulthood where you get a name. And its name was Jobu Tupaki. <laughs> what? That's insane. I, it's a little Jeremy Barramy here. <laughs> it's a little Jeremy Barramy, yeah. It does feel that <laughs> Well, okay. Well, we're on the Jobu topic. <laughs> I, I do want to bring up the uh, everything bagel. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I want to say I looked at some other review content afterwards, and I had not noticed the strong relationship between the the googly eyes yeah. and the everything bagel. Yeah, we've got a very oh. yin yang Oops. sort of situation going on with the the black and white and white and black. I did see that. I liked that. I also um, liked the the contrast of that he was so enthralled that there was a there was cream cheese. Oh yeah, that he lives in a universe. <laughs> without cream cheese and she created an everything bagel oh when he yes yeah. when he sees an, an actual bagel yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i am a fan of the everything bagel it's delicious. oh yes I, I also want to note that you know sort of topologically an everything bagel really does sort of can i mean you're on an everything bagel because you're not certainly in the bagel so i mean you're not stuck to it per se but you know by a very wide definition of everything bagel but it has that like kind of like um, the big pull, right? Because everything's yeah. on it. So it's got greater mass. So oh, yeah. you're going to be drawn toward it. <laughs> the Schwarzschild radius of this bagel. Very large. <laughs> very large. Yeah. You're going to be sucked toward it by it's. Yeah. It's it pure. It's, it's just math, guys. <laughs> we didn't make up rules. <laughs> well, shall we build a character? I, I think we should roll for initiative. I don't think we're quite ready to build a character yet, but we'll have that discussion in just a minute. All right. We have to attempt to build a character. Right. <laughs> right. We usually right. do the thing. For our listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who is going to guide the conversation, also break ties when and if we are at a stalemate. And rolling dice is really fun. What are we rolling tonight? All right. So tonight I am going to be rolling the Heartbeat Dice Prismatic Rainbow Pride Dice Set. 
I'm going to note that when we record it, when we're recording this right now, it is Pride Month. I was considering getting a Pride dice, mm. and I was like, no, I think Matt's going to do that, and then I didn't, and I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two things going on here, and I think they both work pretty well here. Mm -hmm. So we've got we've got a full rainbow. So we've got all of the colors. We've Yay. got the full spectrum. Yep. Uh, which everything works, everywhere all at once precisely, precisely. <laughs> also it's got gorgeous glitter in it which i love but also we've got two lesbian re uh, relationships represented in the movie and i felt like well it's not the lesbian pride flag which i almost picked up as well from heartbeat dice it's still like a one i know i also thought that i don't have <laughs> you came up with a pretty good idea well mine is a little bit more like i i, I went more waymond i guess i went a little bit more uh <laughs> literal she has a happier day <laughs> i wanted to make mine happier mine is from metallic dice games and it is a k2 stone so this this is a die that was mined from k2 the mountains second highest in the world and i put little googly eyes on it because i really connected to the fact of the the stone scene with the mother and daughter I I obviously am a daughter of a mother and I have a daughter and man, I loved that they they almost made that scene with audio and they didn't. And it subtitles. Was, the subtitles, subtitles were, were so great because I could just I could hear their voices and it wasn't necessarily, you know, it wasn't necessary to have them talk. Rocks can make you cry. Yeah. They can make you cry and they did and they did a great job. And I had to put little googly eyes on my dice and they look so cute. And you can uh, see this um, after we talk about what you've got, Ian. Um, well, I, I don't have a lot to say about my die because I have no idea what it is. Um, oh, okay. Oh, it is a sharp edged resin die that has gold flakes. And if looked at from the right angle, this looks like it has a black circle in it. So it's kind of You're like there's a lot of stuff going in there and it's got a bagel. And, bagel universe. Yeah. Bagel universe. Awesome. I love it. Well, if you, the listener, would like to look at these dice for yourself, you can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. What you got, Karina? I rolled a 19. Oh, yeah, it's better than my seven. I have half of yours, which is to say I've got the nine from your 19. My googly eyes have done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my googly eyes gave me the win. So I think we should start with class. I think that might inform the character a bit more. And then we can see where this is going to go, because this could be really wacky, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, well what, do you, what, what do you like for class, Karina? I've got three I must say, I like one more than the other. I've got four. Ooh, I've got, okay. I've got one, maybe two. So <laughs> I, uh, I got, I have sorcerer. But that's, that's my one. Kind of my favorite, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys have other strong feelings. I think sorcerer is pretty interesting. I think wizard is also interesting. For, I also that's have my, wizard. That's my maybe two. For for sort of, <laughs> it's not exactly the same as sorcerer. But if we were going to go high level, I feel like a lot of the weirdness effects can be covered by like high level oh, magic. I, yeah. Oh, interesting. Potentially. Okay. Okay. So now that you've said that, I want to talk about my sorcerer that I want. <laughs> um, but okay. And and I I I'll, I I'm going to mention my other, other two. two. Yeah. Um. So. I would also like to toss Bard out there. Bard is a weird choice, but the reason why I mention Bard is because Bard is kind of the, like, I can't make a decision about what class I'm playing. She so also I'm wanted gonna... to be a singer, which feels she very Bardy. She singer, yeah. very Bardy. That, mm -hmm. that pulls that in there. But, but she can... is a singer. In, in, in a, some universe. In yes. a verse, yeah. Um, so we can, we can pull in, like, a lot of skills, a little bit of spells, a little bit of melee fighting, a little mm. bit of range fighting. You kind of get everything with Literally Bard. the jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah. Precisely. Okay, 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 okay. I like that. I do like that. Mm -hmm. And my fourth class mm. is, of course, of course Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I, you, you've piqued my interest. Can you please explain to me who her patron is? Okay. Is it her daughter, Joy? 
That is an interesting... Or is it the daddy? Or is, the it the, or is it the mommy that we really didn't know much about? That piqued my interest when I was trying to do my second watch through. What happened to her mom? Yeah, we don't ever really see much what about her mom. What happened there? Yeah, that's an interesting question. This just, is much, just disapproving dad. This is, this is mostly like a matriarch. No, but we saw her when she left. So apparently, I guess she... Or, you know, it would see, Seemingly, she passed away mm-hmm. prior to this. I was assuming when he came over. She passed away. They brought him over to the U.S. He came over for know. a visit for his birthday. Oh, I thought it was like to, to live. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I miss things. They were having apparently. a special party that seemed to coincide. It, yeah. So, yeah, the, the movie is also very confusing to me because I also was like, wait, is it his birthday or is it Chinese New Year? It seems like it's both. He came over to visit and it's also Chinese New Year. And we don't want him to come over and die from a heart attack that you might be gay. God forbid he finds out that you're gay and being in his 90s, that would surely be the thing that actually killed him. Not the flight from China. I don't think I could identify any continuity problem in this movie. I feel like it's pretty much escaped from that potential trap as a, uh, <laughs> as a, as in, in sort of in terms of critical review. All right. So Warlock. Patron, okay. Yes, please. I So... I have to choose a specific type of patron, but yes, in terms of patron, it is sort of the bagel, but really it's the unit. It's, it's, it's like a, a it's Wait, like an what? alien unthinking universe. Let me, Wait, let me find expl- my notes here. Explain. <laughs> I have issues, sir. So the bagel as a concrete, concrete in- entity representing a simultaneously alien and absurdist other universe. Which was created by her daughter. Well, so the the, the bagel itself is is a, is a concrete object representing something else, though. It like it is its own concrete thing, which is different. But this is sort okay. of like Avatar versus God kind of a difference here. But uh, that's uh, gone real abstract here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How is that giving her powers? And so it's, it seems like she's fighting against it the entire movie like, for half the movie. She's fighting against. Well, except it. that she's becoming like. Jujutsubaki. Yeah, it, yeah. She's becoming. So then, why isn't her daughter. her daughter her patron? Because her daughter's not that. Because her daughter and her share a source of power, and they both have the same patron. Genera- they have the same generational patron. trauma of the everything bagel. A hundred percent. This would work <laughs> way better for Jobu than it works for her. A hundred percent. No disagreeing with that whatsoever. Mm. I would think but, it's like what told her to make the bagel. Like that's the the patron. But you haven't asked me the fundamental thing. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> you haven't asked me the fundamental thing, which is okay. Bagel isn't an option for my my selected pack in D and D. What the old bagel? What's the actual? The, the ancient it, it, one. You know, it is the great old. It is the great old bagel. It's an eldritch bagel. It's an eldritch bagel. No, Matt. No. It's, it's an unknowable bagel of madness. Actually, this this could track. I I think it. Can... I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just. Dis- I'm the mom in this group. By the way, it's Father's Day on our recording, but right now I'm the mom. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Pact of the Blade would kind of work for like a martial artist kind of thing. I was trying thing. to look for Pact of the Blade. Yeah, I was trying to look for like monkey stuff and it was really hard to get to. But not unarmed in a really great way. So yeah. that, that doesn't fit exactly perfect. I mean, unarmed. If we want to, yes. if we're going so off the rails, though, that we are selecting Warlock and Great Old One Bagel. Which we won't. Um, but sure. But go ahead. <laughs> then I think Pact of the Chain clearly. Wait. Rakakuni. <laughs> Is the familiar? Technically, I think it would be the other chef because I feel like Rakakuni was never on top of her. She was on top of him. But there was a whole both it's like ways. A, yeah, there's a bit of a totem, there. si- yeah, totem situation going on. But, uh, Interesting. Okay. That's. All right. Let's bring it back wow. one step. Yeah, I don't talk, talk about wizard. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the direction we're going. Okay. 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 So the reason why I have to bring up Warlock, I feel like, is not necessarily something that the both of you are as familiar with, which is the C Team Warlock. Mm. Uh, played by Chris Straub 
is is a very sort of existential philosophy related character. And so like Warlock really actually keys into that for me, especially Great Old One Warlock. So I can see a kind of Cthris Draub like version of this character. Is this like where you get like, I'm very depressed? Like, yeah, no. So it works for it works for depression. It works for all of those sets of things. I mean, it it works for sort of this line that we're treading between nihilism and absurdism. I like fundamentally, you have to have a philosophy degree to to successfully play that warlock character. (laughs) So if you have the philosophy degree and you're trying to figure out what you can do with it, I feel like playing a warlock, great old one. All right, Vasily, if you're listening, this is for you. (laughs) nobody tell him nobody tell him no we hide this from him but okay okay i'm not you're not on board for this that's fine that's fine i'll I'll live in my own warlock universe that's not no 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 no. i think there might be other things that we might want to explore um and we can discuss if the warlock way is the way to go that's actually very interesting i didn't even I literally didn't even click on Warlock because I was like, nope. All right, let's, yeah. let's bring Don't it one step me. back in Magic Casters to Wizard. Wizard. What, what, what were you thinking there? This is not one I investigated deeply. I think most of my thoughts rely around once we get to the high level weird wizard spells, mm-hmm. um, we get things like Wish. Um, we can accomplish ridiculous levels of things, well, did, ridiculous did, powers. Did you have a thought on which... Which, which school? Yeah, school. I thought transmutation. Oh, that's interesting. I thought conjuration, because it's like, boof, here it is. Boof, oh, boof, yeah, boof, yeah, boof. That, that, that can work. Hi, too. it's glitter. Boof. Like, but she also like, <laughs> changed things into other things. Like, she took the grenade and turned it into a perfume That thing. is interesting. I think you have a... I think you have a better argument than I did with transmutation, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say in response uh. to both of these, which mm. is that... Wizard subclasses always feel a little bit disappointing because it Absolutely. doesn't actually make that much of a difference to the rest of no. your wizard. No, I think you could. But choose, it informs your play. It 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 may inform your play. I, I feel like you're probably. Are, I'm sorry. Have you seen Caleb in, in <laughs> campaign two? I think it was everything for Liam O'Brien. <laughs> sure, sure. Not all of us are, are Liam O'Brien level characters. But you can yeah. as, you can aspire. You can. Yes, we you can. can. But in fairness, I feel like of all yeah. of the classes, that that's the one that restricts you the least. It provides the least amount of information. If you end up feeling like, oh, well, I'm doing more evocation than anything else, then it's OK if you're not school of evocation. I wanted to go more with conjuration, actually, because I, uh, well, well, I'll explain later with a different class that I'd like it for. It's more like poof, things happen, poof, things happen, poof, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got this thing. And I wanted that to be sort of the same feel for the wizard class um, if we were going to go with wizard. Yeah. OK. We've we've talked a little bit about Bard. We've talked a little bit about Warlock. We've talked about a little bit about Wizard. Uh, let's get to the real one, Sorcerer. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to make a guess. And I, I could be completely wrong that you guys are looking at the Wild Magic Surge table and going, this is an introduction <laughs> Whatever of you mean. crazy absurdity into your game. I 100% want this character for building it for D&D 5e to be a Wild Magic Sorcerer. And I want you meaning Evelyn, <laughs> to work with your DM to create a different wild magic table. Same. That's exactly yeah. what I wanted. Like you, you create a bunch of characters with, with stat blocks and you get temporary hit points that like sort of like um, wild shape works for Druid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you're going to be this I, character. No, but yeah, but your, your, your wild table will consist of now I'm a monk and I know Kung Fu. Now yeah. I'm. Yeah, exactly. Totally. How you have. 
Here's your new character. You guys are doing all this like with other things. I think we can do it with D&D 5e. We just need to be a little bit out there and we yeah. create a different we stat just, block. We just have to homebrew an entire table to replace the major subclass. I'm sorry. Aren't you doing that for my game that you're playing now, Mr. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I, I only have like 15 more things to go to my table of 200 options. Uh-huh. So but what I love about this, though, is that like, yeah. let's say that your character is not that high level, but like you're allowed to pick yes. these different characters of different varying levels. Yes, I love it. Some of them are better and some of them are other, else. Oh, I love this but if so you much. fail somehow on the mm-hmm. roll, you get a basically useless character for your turn. Yes. What's hot dog fingers? <laughs> oh my god, the hot dog fingers! I didn't even think about that. That's so great. Yeah, this hot could absolutely fingers. be a thing where how to hot dog fingers come into play. And I'm gonna have to update my table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I, I want to talk a little bit about custom table because I think custom table makes a lot of sense. And the mm-hmm. thing that I was going to yes. compare this to was uh, Path of Wild Magic Barbarian because I feel like that is, I mean, it's a much smaller Wild That's Magic so tiny. I don't like the one. I, I don't think it's good for this character, but I think that table represents a better table in, in a lot of senses than this character. My problem with the Wild Magic Surge table as a sorcerer is there are so many things that are on that table that are things that you can already do as a sorcerer, just being like, surprise, you cast Fireball on yourself. That is surprising. It can be fun. It can be really cool. Some of them, though, end up being a little bit too much like the same vein, whereas for this character, you kind of want, yeah, you want hot dog fingers as like the kind yeah. of like, all your hair falls out, your skin turns blue, that kind yeah, of surprise. That, yeah, 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 yeah. But you also probably want like you gain this specific random class feature from like you gain rage from the barbarian table. You have maneuvers now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that works with the if the things that you're rolling give you a new character sheet to, to play for the next two rounds and that's it, like you. It, yeah, it ends, you're back to You guys are going like, self. wait, like, I think this could be easier. It could just yeah. be like, now you have maneuvers for two rounds. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys That's are thinking about like, we have to manufacture different characters. No, no, a hundred different character sheets. I, I don't think Roll a D100. Wow. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you had a new character sheet, we have to like sit there. That's going to be a, it's going to be a yeah. bad time. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it doesn't have to be a whole character sheet. It can just be a class feature. I think yeah, that's yeah. fine. We've got maneuver. It, it, it's essentially handing somebody a feat. But yeah. You've made up your own feat. You've got a feat now. Or it's anti-feet, like now you're a potted plant for about, you know, two rounds or whatever. (laughs) We also have the regular wild magic surge table sort of problem, which is as a wild magic surge based sorcerer, I I, want to be rolling on that table all the time. And there are only so many occasions where I get an opportunity to and like sometimes the DM is distracted and doing other things. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a magical item that will allow you to choose every time you cast a spell that has levels to roll in the wild magic surge table immediately as though you had triggered it. And I feel like you want that level of wild magic surge triggering with this character. I agree. I think I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think as the character, you would absolutely want to be able to control your wackiness. <laughs> right. It's Because that's what that's the whole thing. Right. You have to do something that's and well, absolutely. You need to describe to your DM what you are doing that is so wacky, be it a butt plug or just eating a chapstick hole. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Then go, let me roll on the magic table. And they go, okay, well, that was, that's the thing. So yeah, I guess now you're rolling. (laughs) I kiss the orc and then I slap him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's weird, right? Can I roll on the table? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think, I think as long as we've got the custom table, this, this works. I think it's, it's, it's pretty close. I think it's, it's the closest I can think of that you would actually come to feeling like you're playing this character yeah. is if you work out some mechanic with your DM that you can roll on the wild magic table. Yeah, how the rest of your party might feel about this. We'll talk about later, perhaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we should at least mention Monk 
And I think there are I feel like that that was just one of the alter egos you get to play as as the sorcerer that you get that some special abilities from Monk. Like she does a lot of Monk stuff and the, the, the pinky stuff is very fun. By the way, I forgot to mention the pinky noise, the sound effect that they used was actually from Super Smash Brothers. It's like when you, when you achieved a critical hit, such as like when Jigglypuff uh, falls asleep, causing victims Aww. to fly far away in the game map. This is, this is specifically the one <laughs> pinky move where she flings the guy way up into the air. Bing! Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Like Michelle Yeoh's like, he's so great. Sure, sure. So the reason I want to make sure that we bring up Monk is I will say that um, Way of Astral Self as a as a subclass for Monk doesn't feel like it's likely to come up a whole lot of times. And like the Monk. That's the one. No, I I did look at that a little bit, but it didn't work mechanically the way I wanted it to. So I discounted it. Yeah, mostly I'm I'm here for the Ian argument of the flavor text of it like does feel, you believe your I body want is an illusion. I want to the open hand if we're going to do anything. Same, but I did read it for that reason. I was like, maybe this is going to work the way I wanted to. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But tell me why it doesn't work, Matt. <laughs> it's not that it doesn't work. It's the flavor text does the flavor match text more of what you're thinking. Gets you gets you into this sort of like ephemeral space where it's like, is is this self the real self? Uh, yeah. Like I have this astral self. It's sort of it's yeah, sort I, of I like gotcha. you pull in that flavor of different like multiverses. Karina says no. <laughs> Karina has control and she's not having any of this. There's no way I'm going to pick that over uh, Sorcerer though. So. There, yeah, no, I think Sorcerer is probably I looked at it briefly and went, deal. nope. Swiped to wave open hand. I went, that's what we actually see her do with her Kung Fu. So way of open hand. I, uh-huh. I want to say if we were going to go the the route for this character that we haven't even discussed of I'm going to choose all five classes. I'm going to go super multi-class <laughs> oh, no. way of open hand I feels like that. the right monk subclass in that case. The reason why yeah, I wanted sure. astral self is I feel like it was a better synthesis um, of sort of like we're gonna choose one monk plus all of this other existential like I don't disagree with you. Stuff. Yes. I also did look at that for that and I was like, nope, yeah. <laughs> I want sorcerer wild magic. Just be like, oh, man, I guess. <laughs> I'm literally a rock with googly eyes. We have to honor Rock with Google guys. I'm literally staring at a Rock with Google guys right now. Yes, please. <laughs> For the next ten rounds. <laughs> two, two rounds. Just, just you can't speak. You have to. You, you get a notepad. You only you only subtitle all of your dialogue. About, at that point, I was also thinking about aberrant mind because the psionic ability could yeah. come into play with the rocks. And I, I was like, that too. wait, could we like rock talk to my daughter? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> well, I was also thinking of that she d- didn't make a lot of decisions for herself. That she she had failed in in yeah. Who was Evelyn, right? Yeah, yeah. Aberrant mind does give us some of that warlock flavor. A <laughs> little, little bit, a little bit of the psionic. warlock seasoning for our everything bagel. I know, but I feel like she's very psionic. <laughs> no. like, yeah, what I liked about it wasn't quite what I wanted out of it. Right, I wanted the like wild magic, like poof, poof, poof. Like you know, yeah. I've got fingers that are this. I've got. <laughs> Yeah, I know Kung Fu, this kind of things I wanted. I didn't want like, I didn't want, I'm talking to my daughter in her brain and that's how I'm controlling her. Yeah. That's not, that's not what Evelyn wants. She doesn't want to talk to her daughter in her brain. She's trying to get her on her own level, but she just doesn't know how. Okay, cool. I think we've landed on Sorcerer Wild Magic. Sounds right. Moving on. I think we want to talk about race because if we understand that we've got this wonderful sorcerer over here, what, what is she? I didn't put a whole lot of thought into this. I, I, I also didn't either. I'm like, <laughs> assuming we're going to go human, but maybe I thought Asimar. Ooh. Only from the, the context in which she is in this predicament that she was sort of the chosen one to the only one in the universe that mm. could defeat uh, Jebutapaki. 
And she is the worst possible version of herself. Because she's the worst <laughs> possible version of herself. Aww. But she was placed there with that set of decisions, that set of places. <laughs> as the protector of the multiverse. <laughs> so you're going with Protector Asimar. Yes. That's what you chose. Okay. Level two, because she doesn't have wings. Anyhow, again, this is really just an Ian argument thing of like, it seems like it fit the the mood of the character, but I think playing wise, it's not going to feel like the character. I feel like this is how Waymond saw her and yes. not how yes. she actually <laughs> behaved. Yes. She doesn't True. end up killing Jobu. Like and he, he didn't even realize that like the reason why she's so good at this is because she's the worst version of herself. OK, so we're not going to go with Asmar. Yeah, so, what's next? <laughs> so, what, so what else you got, Karina? So I mostly liked human but I'd like to make an argument for changeling. What if as part of like the magic wild table, she could also control her physical aspect. That would be really interesting to me. She can control like I'm a plant. She can't control that, but she could then control how she presents herself. I, I didn't really think about this because I, I was like, well, she's not really doing that. However, if I think about from a playability perspective, it's going to feel more like you're playing this character of, of constantly changing if you have some sort of an ability that lets you do that. It's going to give you an opportunity to say, OK, I'm going to change and every opportunity be chaotic and just change yourself. And again, maybe more like the daughter character. But I think it would also work with Evelyn. I, I think I think you might end up diverging a little bit from the way the movie went, but you will probably feel more like you are <laughs> able. To, yeah. What, what are you was saying? You'll feel mm -hmm. more like you're able to up. Get close to this character, like the, the, the to the degree that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. This will help that character keep informing your play style. And like because we don't see her taking on forms outside of like mostly we just see her using this, the, the verse jumping ability in mm -hmm. combat. It wouldn't be unreasonable to say I would like to replace my shape changer ability that lets me do this as an action mm -hmm. with like a every time I roll on the wild magic surge table, like there's this extra appearance change for me on top of things. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. A special kind of changeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I like that, and I, I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of the other changeling things aren't terrible. They're they're not necessarily right, but I think. I mean, yeah, we don't we don't see her physically changing shape. Yeah, I thought it was just interesting to reflect some of the stuff that we see her do. I don't know if we need that on top of the. It's more. I was, I guess, wanting it more in case I didn't get my sorcerer wild magic table thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, if I can have. Uh, Why not both? Why not both? On the other hand, I suppose human is really nice because she can just generally be good at many things. And maybe that's just human. I don't know. No, nobody feels strongly about human. OK, I guess <laughs> on, on the other hand, on the other hand, it's feet, uh, extra feet. And uh, yeah, feet of this, too. Yeah. So uh, also if, you're, if your hot dog hands have have gone wrong, you'll need feet. Potentially. Yeah. I think you just suck for two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not into a bagel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about background. I am absolutely compelled by this podcast to say why Evelyn is haunted one. And so um, <laughs> as is continually happening with most things that we are uh, talking about, it's absolutely intergenerational migrant struggle to assimilate to the Los Angeles lifestyle. Right. It's more like that's why she calls Rakukuni. It's, it's why she doesn't quite, you know, they, they want she. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the he, she, exactly, exactly. But as we're talking about this, what backgrounds do you guys have? Well, I think there's really only one. Should, shall we say it on three? I mean, it's Haunted One, right? Well, if uh, it's not Haunted One, then mm -hmm. it's going to be... Right, it's, it's not. It's clearly failed, failed merchant. merchant. Yeah. 
Yeah, that seems right. Laundromat? Laundromat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or is it singer or what were the other hobbies that were confused as businesses? Novelist? Novelist, yes, yeah, chef. Yeah. Chef. <laughs> Sign twirler. <laughs> Different universe, but. Yeah. Sign twirler. I didn't see that in GG Beyond. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think failed novelist is both a fun joke, but also possibly failed informs novelist? this failed merchant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, even better. Both. Uh, I think this possibly informs your play of this character. This, like, if you were going to use your background to try and ground any any uh, any discussion of your past, I think going into uh, your troubles with the tax people and uh, and that whole story is going mm -hmm. to to bring you back around to this character. Yeah, uh, they, when they were filming this movie, they had to have, you usually have a uh, like code name for your movie. I think this movie's code name was like "Woman Tries to Do Taxes." Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I had, I had heard something about like they were just trying to prevent um, any any information from getting out there because it was so wacky. They just wanted to leave as little possible as possible. I think that was it, like the it, movie description text. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Simi Valley. As <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say where where was this IRS uh, tax center? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. But I can tell you, growing up in Simi Valley, I would absolutely see giant like signs that just had like a word like wham or bow or pam or something, and they would just like point up like past my house I'm like okay that's a movie being filmed up there i guess they're filming here and that's absolutely what they would do and this movie was like why would you like it's usually like one word or two not woman does taxes but i would be very confused right and also i'd probably walk past that sign and go well that's obviously a stupid movie i'm not gonna yeah. go look at the woman does taxes movie when Who they're actually doing that? a very cool like yeah. <laughs> very interesting movie, movie. <laughs> Well, that's boring as well. Bye-bye. <laughs> we discussed ability scores offline. We put charisma in the middle, but Changeling brought it back up to tie with dexterity, followed by wisdom and constitution, dumping strength and intelligence. And so to summarize, Evelyn Wong is a level three Changeling, wild magic sorcerer with a failed merchant background. So how playable is she? You know, I think... A lot of this really hinges on how successfully you make that wild magic surge table. I think it hinges on how good of a relationship you have with your DM. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, yes and that yes. Too. Yes yeah. and yes. Yeah, both of those <laughs> I, So I worry we haven't actually talked much about or selected spells yet for this character. I'm not sure, like, what, what sorcerer spells are going to feel right to cast to trigger that True. wild magic surge table. I, I think there are a lot of other ways that we could spin this that might work. So I'm not mm. I'm not sure this does actually work. Like I feel like you could go with you could you could make a monk character where like every time they use a key point they roll in the wild. Run a table. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That. I love that. That. mechanic. I like I that. Do love like, that. Yeah. Yeah. Your sorcerer points become uh, wild magic points. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure we went with quite the right homebrew for this. I think there might be mm. a different a different a different tack that might work a little well, bit. I think we, we talked but... about it a little bit before. Like you've got to figure out a different game mechanic with your, it's going to be weird. GM. It's yeah. going to be weird no matter what you do. That being said, I do think like a changeling wild magic sorcerer is a pretty cool build to begin with. And I think going with sort of an interesting ability score distribution so that you're doing some things that other sorcerers aren't might be kind of cool. It's going to be hard to feel like Evelyn, right? I mean, Maybe if you came in with another player that you're like, okay, you're going to be a daughter, like to feel the same way of the movie is going to be difficult. Yes. So, Queenie, you talked about the the animals that Waymond was instructed to play, that there was like the fox and mm -hmm. the eagle and like, what, what animals was she instructed to play for each of these characters? 
perno. Okay, I hate him. She's she's just I think she's a very consummate. Uh, she's been acting for oh my god so, so many years. I don't think she needs to be instructed. No. It's just a way which you know. He took twenty years off. You know, it's fine. And you know, good for Doing him. Doing a great for, job. I mean, good for him for also yeah hiring people to help him. Like, yay, good. Yep. Do yep. it right. And it was amazing. And like, oh my gosh, the way that he was like flipping around and everything. He did most of his own stunts. We didn't bring mm-hmm. that up, but most of that fanny pack scene was mm-hmm. him. It True. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the fanny pack scene was so good. We so hadn't brought good. it up. Want to play Evelyn? You can find the character sheet at HollywoodRolls.com. If you can, please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use. Tell another multiverse. The best place to find us is HollywoodRolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at bobeardra at hollywoodrolls.com. We're at hollywoodrolls on Instagram, at hollywood underscore rolls on Twitter, and Patreon at patreon.com slash hollywoodrolls. We are not sponsored by D&D Beyond, Witches of the Coast, Kirkland Brand Tequila, Zoom.us, Wormwood, Elderwood Academy, Metallic Dice Games, Heartbeat Dice, The Internal Revenue Service, San Fernando Coin Laundry, A24, Volvo, Simi Valley Chamber of Commerce, or Value Save Organic Ketchup. Thanks for listening.